0: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio.
3: It's Coast to Coast AM. Hello there. Connie Willis here. We have Z with us tonight. And the reason that you would call him Z is because, and everybody does call him Z, is his name is, and I'm going to give it a shot, Z, (laughs) Zysan Saldowski.
2: Am I already
3: wrong? Am I already off?
2: (laughs) Yeah, you should just stick with, hey, you, because I answer to that, too. (laughs) Hey,
3: you. (laughs) Yeah, you know, and in broadcasting, that's kind of the thing. You know, you want to get everybody's name right. So you say your name at least once for us. Zay Sen. Zay Sen. But you know what? Isn't it also William?
2: Yeah, William Salbowski.
3: All right, Bill. Let's just go that way. No, so Z.
2: (laughs) <laughs> As they said, uh, came from in Shaolin.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, give us a little bit of a background before we go into anything else. Give us a background of of all that with you. You're really you're really into uh, you got a lot of mind stuff going on. Some good stuff.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a long story too. But I wrote a book about that too, which is on Amazon. But uh, I I started martial arts when I was six and. Uh, my master uh, passed away when I was 14, and I hooked up with his master, and he got me to um, Shaolin, uh, basically, uh, Hinan, and I got to uh, study. There was like six masters left, and they were starving, and they didn't have any money and stuff like that, so they took me in. Uh, normally, they don't take anybody that's not Asian, but I think desperate times, you know, it's it's the real life sort of stuff, right? And uh, Yes. And I went through the whole process, and then uh, when I was, I went through, I was one the last to go through the the gauntlet, which is what I call the gauntlet, um, where you go, it's most of it's underground and where things come at you and everything, and you have to survive it, and I think uh, three out of ten survived that, and then uh, that's when I became priest. And then uh, uh, before they gave me my brands, they said that um, I had been asked to, uh, you know go to another place and that was the table of ancients and so they sort of pick uh the, each person as they come uh but w- the same ways they go through uh they pick the dalai lama and so on and so i had uh several experiences in that process too and uh that got me my title and so on and so forth
3: <laughs> is that like the the robe and and no hair uh, and is it also like as as tough and not tougher than navy seals and and above?
2: Um, well, most of what I do is is uh, heavier than that sort of thing, but there's a reason there's reasons for that but yeah, um it's more of life and death with with this and you know how far you're going to go with with what you believe and you know at the very end you when you uh, uh, are And and for lack of words, you graduate, right? Well, the doors to the temple, the outside open up, and the doors to the inside close. So it's like, you know, get the heck out of here and and go practice what you've learned, right? And then only come back once you understand what your teachings were.
3: Oh, Have you gone back to them yet? Are you still getting the teachings?
2: No, I, I go back now and then. Oh, okay. Okay. In many ways. <laughs> okay.
3: Well, you're also part of the military or no?
2: No. No. I was no. a contractor uh, that so happened after say- I was a shrimper and became homeless and so on and so forth. But, um yeah, essentially I, I became a contractor. and uh
3: Which means? Uh,
2: okay. You you do things that the military no longer does and hasn't done for, since Reagan era. Uh Basically, you know, uh, plausible deniability. And I could go at length into that, but uh, let's just say it's it's a skilled uh, uh, military person, you know, okay. where you're dropped, but you don't have the backup or nothing else that you would have with the military. And we sort of pave the way for the military to do what they need to do.
3: Okay, so that's what I'm thinking above Navy SEALs and things like that, and. But it's so, okay, I get you. All right. And we'll go (laughs) around that. I understand. I (laughs) always tell my guests.
2: There's no (laughs) above or below those guys. They're, They're incredible people.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And I always know, you know, Okay, let's go around that. We'll go to the other things you can talk about because I I I know that too. So, I'll I'll uh let's let's move on to the UFO and the ET people and all that really cool stuff that you got going on. So, so here you get into this situation in the mangroves in in freaking Florida, right, where people would think anywhere else but you know there, and uh you know hear a story like this and your encounter but you help this beautiful girl in the mangroves it's uh <laughs> it's a very romantic story she's light you pick her up she's beautiful gorgeous eyes skin tight bodysuit and uh uh you help her you're the man the damsel in distress but then you it's it's changed your life which has been changed many times over from all of your past experiences but now it's like It's the, you know, I call this journey to the highest. That's my phrase. You have another phrase similar to that, but that's what you're going through.
2: Well, just being with them for a short period of time, um, all my friends seem to say that I've changed. Uh, I just like to think of it as becoming more, um, it's, it's, it was there are so many things that that's taken place and it, it's like, I don't really ask questions because there's so much candy in front of me. You know, I can't, I can't choose what it is that I, I want to learn about. And, um, <laughs> so it, and it's kind of funny. I don't ask questions, but it seems like when a question is, is asked of me of, of the mundane, you know, like who built the pyramids and that sort of thing. Well, it's, it's really easy to understand because of the things that I've learned from them. And, uh, so it's like an ongoing thing and we exchange, um, uh, teaching each other. They were able to pick up our language in just a matter of a day or so. And I'm allergic to all languages. So that's a great benefit. <laughs> but oh,
3: absolutely. The
2: best, way, the best way I got to uh, start a communication with them, because communication kind of broke down because they see things in such a different way than we do. Like, uh, for example, you know, the simple uh, uh, story of a man walking down the street without a shirt. Well, 16 hours later, they're still asking me questions and they're on the edge of their seat. Right. And I'm just going brain dead, uh, during this process, how long it was taking for for them to understand what it was. I was trying to communicate. And so I left for a little while and then, uh, they came and got me abducted me again. And, um, that's what I call it anyway. And that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Um, <laughs> and I, I, I showed them, uh, a movie like lifetime sort of stuff. And, it was amazing how much that made a difference because then they had directed questions. And uh, then we just continued to advance from there. But Watching
3: I, movies with the ETs. I like it. So those of you that just joined in and when you're hearing these pronouns, so basically he was, uh, he, he's abducted. He's got a team kind of like a, well, you know the whole team now for the most part, right? Where he saved a female ET and they look very human and then he's in the ship and then they all now he knows all of them in the ship for the most part right and and so you all have continuous uh communion and and talk and they take you a lot and and they're really learning from you as a human so that did i catch everybody up is that about yeah, the right yeah, way to put it did. as of right now
2: exactly okay yeah and and but it you know we were teaching each other in a way of just be in uh, a community in a sense, you know, they, what I found out later was they were a, a lab ship and they had, they really didn't have any experience with contact or anything. And Sam Jess was sort of like a stowaway. She was kind of like running to figure things out. And she was a very important person to them because of her mother who also had the name of Sam Jess. And so um, I was in this bunch of misfits in a sense, but they were all very, <laughs> uh, uh as skilled people right and the when there came a day when um the what what I would call it, I use my own language in this because most of it's beyond words and um the command so to speak the ones that oversee you know the, the ships and everything um ask that I come to them and uh, the first they wanted, you know, the lab ship just to take care of me and, and try to figure things out to see how things went. And we were getting along so well and, and communicating and everything else that now command wanted a piece of me. So, you know, uh, what happened was, is everybody was debating about this because they were just getting to know me and, uh, we were starting to get friendly and now command wanted to take what well, it created a ruffle amongst them all. And so finally, Sam Jess asked me, so do I want to go? And I says, well, not really. I don't really care about that. I said, I'm just starting to learn who you guys are, you know, and I was comfortable there. And so what that did was amazing because none of them really knew each other that well. Uh, they had only heard of each other and they joined onto this, you know, lab ship. And then here's Sam Jess not having any job, so to speak. And the captain took the job to watch over Sam Jess. And it's kind of a risky move in his career because he's responsible and she's kind of a wild child, right? And so um, this misfit group uh, bonded suddenly when I said I didn't want to go. And uh, we became what, you know, I, I call family. And then I explained family to them because they don't, they have a whole different process of they don't have schools or anything um, of of growing up and, and such. And so, um, anyways, that's, that was the beginning, our real beginning to all of our relationship that's totally evolved since then.
3: So tell us more about them. Who are they? Where are they from? And uh, they're like one lab ship, and then there's the command. So is there that Federation thing? <laughs> Um, That we hear about?
2: You could could say uh, federation would be a a good term, but no, there's no uh, federation because everything is based off of uh, uh, natural law, which is very important in the process of how all things work and how all these different species work together.
1: start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
3: it, so you know, where just, where are they from where are they from oh, the, the, uh, your family from,
2: if you go to the the pilates you know, here I am giving directions in the middle of the ocean. Okay, so um, <laughs> you, you go to the Pallades and then go past the Pelades Pala- about eighty uh, light years, and then you would be a- in their home system. Wow, which is just and a here hop and a jump,
3: right? For them, exactly right. What? Okay, so why are they here on Earth? Why? What are they? What were they looking for? Is a lab? They were
2: just they were just doing their duties where they, they visit uh, many different sites and um, like each of them have a specialty. But when you look at, if you try to describe their job, it's all the same. It's just, it, it just compiles where, but they have certain things like they watch, you know, uh, how things change migrations and things like that. The condition of like the, the earth and the soils, plus they'll take samples at times, you know? Um, uh, so they they were just a bunch of nerds uh, for the most part.
3: So, ah, the geek, you got the geek squad. That's what yeah. you got. All and
2: right. I didn't <laughs> realize that till later on, but yeah, I was basically with a bunch of geeks and misfits.
3: So, but, and describe what they look like.
2: They look just like us, except for they're pretty much perfection. Now, as far as the physical part, um, I did ask some of those things and I've sneaked peeks. Yeah, I'm guilty. Um, but they look, some they private like,
3: parts? <laughs> <laughs> you said it, I didn't.
2: <laughs> um, I think I was repeating you. <laughs> but um, they have a smaller intestine if I remember right and smaller stomach and uh, they excrete a lot of their, their waste through their pores. Although when, you know, like there isn't a lot of words for it, but Like, when I would touch their skin, I don't feel any oily substance. I don't ever smell anything. Um, But um, that's what they told me. And plus, they have, uh, like, four less teeth, I think, than we do. But you would not know other than their eyes. Their eyes are so big. Um, I've had, um, well, I've I've brought uh, them here before, you know, and managed to get them through public. Uh, in a mall and at fireworks and stuff like that. So um, they, so they could, were
3: walking uh, right next to you. You were, you were oh, just yeah. taking them like a, like a friend, like me, me and you would yeah. go see fireworks and they would just join us.
2: Yeah. If people only knew.
3: <laughs> wow. Uh, so big eyes, otherwise yeah. they're us. They look just like us.
2: Yeah. And like, you know, the gargoyle sunglasses, they pretty much take care of that. Um, Their ears are somewhat different. Uh, They're taller and stuff, but you wouldn't know the difference um, unless you were just really, really paying attention and you would only question it. Um, Their hair is like, it's almost like a really soft monofilament line that looks clear, but when you, when, as you're looking at them, like blonde, most of them are blonde, uh, or if they choose to have different color hair, they can do that. No, No dyes or anything. They can just, they have a ability to do that. Um, so you don't know the difference because it looks just like us until you get real close to it.
3: Hmm. So when you say big eyes, are they like big black guys or are they? No. Uh, well, I think you it, said blue eyes, but are are they big pupils or what? what's that like?
2: They're extremely evil uh, because Ooh. when you look at them, they look like anybody else. And you would blow up the eyes to make them maybe... 25 to 30 percent larger. So that's obvious. But when you look into their eyes, the blue part of their eyes uh, is, 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 I mean, it's uh, it, it's hypnotic because when you look into their eyes, there's like little gold flakes almost inside of them. And it, it just, you kind of lose thought when you're looking into them. They're so beautiful.
3: Nice. Mm-hmm. But are they, the pupils, are the pupils normal?
2: They look just like us other than somewhat larger eyes.
3: Okay. So I saw a description of something like cat-like. No. Do they blink differently or something?
2: Occasionally they do, but it's not noticeable because everybody kind of blinks differently. They they blink more like a cat would.
3: (laughs) That's it. That's the cat. Okay. That's what I
2: read. Yeah.
3: Blink like a cat would.
0: Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia,
3: movement that inspires.